Hello, I'm Imogen Watson and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. A mere nine weeks ago, Canline award-winning creative agency Banda was cracking on with agency work from the sanctity of their Kiev-based studio. Sadly, all of that has changed as the country continues to endure Vladimir Putin's bloody attack on Ukraine. Out of 80 staff, only 20 remain in the besieged capital. 10 have escaped to neighbouring countries with the rest scattered across Ukraine. Helping Ukraine survive today and prepare for its future, I'm delighted to be joined by Yaroslav Zerdyuk, co-owner of Banda in LA, and Andrei Pavlov, digital director of Banda in Kiev, alongside campaign's media editor Arvind Tickman. Hello, guys. How are you all? Thank you, guys. Hello, hello. Good morning from LA. Hey, guys. Happy to be with you. And thank you for inviting us. Glad to have you here. So I thought we'd kick off by just um, talking about how, how you've been coping since um, I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago. I've talked to Band of the Agency. So um, how you guys been coping since we last caught up and what's been the general morale? Uh, for me, the most effective uh, coping mechanism is putting myself in constant work. Uh, so every second your brain is busy with some like creative problem solving. It's not possible to think about all this horrible war stuff and tragedies. How's the morale over there, uh, Andre? How, how are people in general? I guess it's uh, it gets better every day, especially since uh, we got Russian troops removed from Kiev region about three weeks ago. And we got now more and more people coming back to the city and city coming back to normal life despite of the constant danger that's still present in the moment. So, yeah, it's getting better. Okay. And what about for you, Yaroslav? I know you're based in L.A., but obviously you're, you're looking at this from afar. So how, how do you sort of feel about how things are going and, and how what you're seeing and hearing from your colleagues and, and I guess, friends and family back, back, in, back in Ukraine? Yes, uh, it's, not, it's not easy at all. Uh, I'm, I'm here with my family, but my parents came back to Kiev recently and uh, I would say I'm I'm coping like uh, from emotional breakdown to moments of happiness when you can talk to your parents in the morning and you know that they're doing fine and the night this night was good but you don't know what next night will be so I I know that when you are on a close closer to a battle battlefield you're doing good than when you're so far 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 away like i am right now so yeah it's not easy guys <laughs> to be honest with you yeah for me it's actually the hardest part was in fleeing uh, around my country when i forced to uh, run away from the city in the first days of war when you are not understand what is happening and what's gonna happen next and uh, i was trying to find place to hide from war inside the country and spoiler it's not possible it's uh, <laughs> war is happening all over the country in the most distant places you are still hearing this air raid signals and you are in constant danger of some bombs falling upon you and uh, after a few weeks i realized that my escapism led me to things worse than things that i was running from and i decided to come back to Kiev because i was not uh <laughs> i was not understanding why, why i'm not here and uh, yet it was my best decision during the war even with constant explosions and air raid signals it felt much better than being on the run with no place to go like a refugee and i finally got sense that i am in my place and i was able to return to work and in full or almost full resource and capacity. 
Yeah, can, can you sort of give us our, our listeners a, a bit of an understanding of how much peril you feel that you're in? I mean, are you hearing bombs on a regular basis? Are you seeing the destruction much yourself? Uh, I was hearing them in the first weeks in, when I came back in Kiev uh, because it was still the active phase of uh, trying to capture the capital of Ukraine. And uh, it was like uh, uh, it's... It's hard in the beginning when you are not used to it, and uh, and every explosion is like, oh, what, what it was? Uh, is it was uh, like far away or not far? Is it our uh, explosion or Russian explosion? But after a while, you get used to everything, and you are not taking this too seriously. It uh, it began just creating some soundtrack of the war business behind you window what about in terms of bander itself how do you guys say stay united in such a difficult circumstance like this how do you stay connected how do you manage to work can you give us a bit of an idea how you how you've been managing to do that for i guess it's almost two months now uh we're doing cheer up meetings like each monday with 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 my strategy department and uh, general banda meeting and we try and just to you know, you're like 60 people sitting in one room and just keep silence. We just look into each other's eyes and just say nothing. And we are, feel happy that we can do this right now. It's the moment of unity and it's very emotional. And of course, we are trying to keep the pace going on, uh, the, the, the workflow and the projects. And it helps a lot when you're with your folks, you're in a doing into something and you're doing something together right now even though you have you can hear explosions far away and it it's very just i can remember the first time on this zoom call when i was discussing with the team i was discussing some project and my team guys are saying oh wait i i've heard an explosion oh wait let me come back in two minutes and three minutes. And and I was sitting in LA and I was like, just, wow, wow. This is something surreal is happening right now. Every contact with team members are very valuable right now. You are, you are immediately feel that you are not alone and you are doing something together. And even in the first days of war, we were in constant communication in our chats and everything and immediately started to form like small projects small small project groups to participate in information and press battle we can see that the whole nation united the ukrainian nation it was it was like wow and uh, uh, we are as a small nation as a small creative nation united as well very it, and it, it it helps a lot us to overcome this the unity of people uh, since first weeks of uh, war we we created more than 50 different campaigns in constant collaboration with like media agencies and uh, people we don't know a few weeks ago at all and uh, we was uh, testing and updating messages almost in real time in constant communication with entire country of media agencies IT specialists some volunteers and uh, everyone was united in few days i guess maybe one day that's really interesting that you're collaborating with external agencies agencies you didn't know previously how are you managing that logistically to be honest with you is a bit chaotic yeah <laughs> uh, you know when 
everyone in Ukraine right now has, has like millions of ideas of what to do. And uh, it's like each day we, we get, we, we keep getting ideas from people from different agencies and let's do this, let's do that. So we have to, now we have to come down and to, to pick the one, you know, this idea and to put the effort on this one and not to pick that one. So yeah, it's a bit chaotic. You talk about obviously the first few days of, of, of how the, the invasion and obviously war has been a constant threat for years, particularly in the days leading up to it. But did you have any preparations in place um, to prepare you for, for if it actually happened? Not much, not much. I guess almost all of us did not believe that war will be started in such brutal way. And... I, I remember the day, 23rd of February, I was coming back from my office in LA and I was hearing that Biden, Joe Biden said that in an hour or in two hours will be the full-scale uh, invasion. And I came back and it happened. And I, till, till the last second, I did not believe that it would happen. Yeah. And in terms of working remotely, obviously, how much does sort of COVID and the pandemic and everything prepare you for how you've been able to work so agilely now? It helped, yeah, of course, because I was the first who uh, who started to work re- remote remotely on a hundred percent. COVID, of of course, COVID helped us. We want to gather in one physical office, but we can't. So now we're trying to uh, to re- rearrange, rearrange. We're we pretty succeeded in this, but still, the the office is a. Uh, uh... Like things that I miss the most, uh, being around all these people, it's uh, it's a difficult not to see all of them in one place for such a long time. So yeah, we we want to come back to office as soon as possible. You know this moment, uh, early morning office and uh, people standing in the kitchen and preparing coffee, and you can smell the coffee and you can <laughs> smell the people, the freshly smell of. Early morning in the office, this is lacking the most, of course. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point about that, that importance of that human connection. And the industry that we are in is very much about people and very much about human connections. I'm, I'm keen, to, keen to hear from you, uh, Andre, in terms of what is your day like? Can, can you take us through a typical day in, in your life right now? <laughs> my, my life right now uh, is like you woke up and you are sitting all day with your computer and working till you got to bed. <laughs> Pretty much like it was uh, during the COVID, uh, but with uh, some terrifying news, like in the COVID, but much closer, and uh, some terrifying sounds. And that is different because in COVID, uh, only bad news that you've got is it was from the, your phone screen. And now you are got pretty much real news from people you know and it's uh, it's more terrifying than covid what kind of stuff are you working on um because i imagine a lot of your ukrainian clients have stopped work so what's the kind of things that you are been working on my direction of what i'm doing in banda and we are working at uh, digital products and at applications websites and everything is uh, everything that's connected to a digital world and uh, this part of our expertise is not so much uh, affected by 
uh, war because we are not connected with shooting process. We don't need uh, cameras and production to provide some uh, some product to our clients. So we are busy with making apps and websites for our clients still, and we are thankful for them to uh, get us even more work than we uh, had before the war. And I guess what's your your message to Adland? Um, What more can be done to to support you guys and to support Ukraine? Just uh, spread the the news. You know, this, uh, tell your friends, tell your parents, yeah, not to be quiet, not just, you know, you can, you can sit and watch news and be quiet, but you can be active. You can try to do something, try to stand with something online in your, I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, just keep, keep the fight going on and help Ukrainian people to resist using your Instagram even even though you are in I don't know in United States or elsewhere, it helps a lot when we see the support. I I, I can remember during Maidan events, you know this the, the revolution. I, I I remember that when I saw when I was in Ukraine and on on Maidan Square, I saw the messages from that some guy in New York pinched a small Ukrainian flag on his car, and I was and and I felt this support even though I don't know this guy. So it helps a lot. One of the greatest risks is to forget that war is happening every day and people are still dying and suffering every day. We're we all tired of this news and all this uh, uh, information, but it's still going on and and it would be scary to like forget about it. Your 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 brain, your brain wants to stop you from doing this you know this is the normal reaction but the war doesn't stop at all and and the first film that i first noticed banda um was four days after hostilities began and and it was a it was a film that you brought out using trustworthy information to show the atrocities and what's happening so i wondered if you could talk a little bit about the importance of using this real footage uh, to humanize the headlines and, and emphasize the, the devastating impact of, of the invasion. I guess it was the only way to act right now because <laughs> how else you can do it uh, if you... Uh, the only thing the, that you have is real footage and real people and real stories. So we even had a message that literally says, act now in one of the, our first videos. Yeah, I'm quite interested actually in some of the other work that you've done uh, more recently. Uh, you launched a large-scale project um, from the Office of the President of Ukraine, uh, which sort of focused on Ukrainian bravery. Can you talk our listeners through the campaign, how you came up with the idea and executed it, and why it was important to focus on bravery of the Ukrainian people? I guess in uh, some point we realized that bravery is now main Ukrainian export and we had this idea to connect it with country brand uh, because the previous country brand was also developed by Banda, if you don't know, <laughs> if you didn't know. Um, but we thought that we can connect bra- uh, bravery not only for wartime but forever because it's important to have bravery in everything, both in fighting or rescuing people and in business or creative sphere. And we are like uh, 
emphasizing Ukrainian bravery through real stories, real quotes, real videos, launching both internal and worldwide campaign. And the best part that we have this massive support from brands and agencies that allows us to show it in so many countries. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for inviting us here and all our worldwide supporters and partners also. It's an interesting point about that you know that image of bravery, which I'm sure a lot of people who are watching the war from afar would perceive the Ukrainian people as being extremely courageous. They're staying back, they're fighting for their land. Um, I, I'm just curious, how has that campaign helped people in the Ukraine itself? How important has it been for morale in your country? Uh, I literally see it on the streets. We have uh, so many contributing something to our main message, Brave Ukraine. We are uh, watching live like a lot of brands contributing their goods to to create this massive uh, Brave Ukraine campaign. And uh, even to today, we saw a banner uh, on one of the like top uh, top shops in our center of the city that is saying Brave Ukraine. And uh, they are giving up their closest to our brave people and it's the most wonderful part of this campaign that it's actually working also and the list of big ukrainian brands join us and join the brave bravery campaign and they change their names into bravery uh, but keeping their keeping their visual identities but they change their names to bravery and it's really we are ukrainians are very uh, creative nation and we are very you know emotional people so uh, when you see it on on the street that you are you are the bravest right now in the world maybe because no one wants to fight russia but we have to and we do and we are constantly using like real stories real photos real videos we are shooting nothing for this campaign and it's also very powerful because people are seeing that this is like normal for ukrainians to be brave like this to capture tank with a tractor <laughs> with a combined vehicle or to to step tank uh, stop tank with bare hands and uh, something like this to rescue 20 something dogs from a shelter with just one small girl and everything uh, that we are translating through this campaign this kind of message messages is a uh, uh, as important as in weaponry, you know, on the battlefield, maybe, maybe even more important because we are winning now. Ukrainians are winning now the creative battle for sure, uh, and also the battle of human traits. Yeah, the battle of uh, this the best that human being has. Yeah, this bravery, and of course, of course, uh, that is why the support from media all over the world is so huge and uh, that is why you see that just normal people just uh, people are when they see this they want to share this they want to share the story because this is the typical you know the story of david david against goliath so you always want to help david to to defeat the goliath and you you always want to join in to help him into his battle and I understand you've been reporting back to Zelensky on, on, on the campaign. How actively involved in the project has he been? Yeah, we are working with his team, not, his, not with, his, uh, with him personally, because he's 
of course, he's very busy right now these days. His team has sent us the the speech, and they asked us to check the speech and maybe to add something into his uh, over overnight speech. He's doing speeches uh, each night, so yeah, we're trying to help our president. Yeah, your president. I mean, the way he's been perceived, certainly in the West. Um, has been exceptional. He's definitely winning the PR battle. Uh, obviously, he's got a brilliant comms team and advisors behind him. I'm just curious internally, how has he been received in Ukraine and how important has his leadership and, and the way he sort of rallied his country been to keep Ukraine in the fight and, and, and strong? I guess it's uh, fantastically, fantastically great. It's the first president we had in uh, all the histories that got so much support and faith in him, even from uh, from those who did not even vote for him, like me, personally. <laughs> yeah, I was not voting for him because I, I thought, like, why the comedian trying to rule the country? It's not a, <laughs> a normal decision for us to choose him. But now I think I was very wrong. And uh, uh, you constantly talking about with some friends and you are, do you ever thought about this? Do you ever thought it, this is possible to, to someone who, who was shooting in comedies just like five years ago, playing the president, playing the president in this comedies and, and uh, who is sound of Paddington in Ukrainian uh, translation is now running full much scale war with like the greatest dictator of today. And uh, so, so many respect for this guy. And uh, we all, we all like think that he's the best. I can tell you briefly, I can tell you my case. I was uh, to, to say it, uh, I was against him. Yeah, I was uh, I was afraid I was afraid that this kind of guy will rule my country, and I was afraid, and my parents were, and my friends were, but it changed dramatically in like one day, literally overnight. Yeah, now now he's my he's my hero, as well as my parents' hero. Yeah, he's doing he's doing the best the best. I I I think that he's doing the best that. Uh, that any president would would do like in, in his shoes right now he's doing great actually our bravery campaign is uh, uh, in much way is about him he, he absolutely is and I'd say an early front runner for time person of the year uh, I would think <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to ask you guys finally uh, what are you planning to do in the future um, as a business how are you going to keep the business going keep the campaigns going what are your sort of immediate plans so now Ukrainian economy collapsed and we lost our main market. Uh, so now we are trying to rearrange and to, to, to open our doors to US market and to European market. And we are now in an active phase of searching US clients and we have lots of outreach meetings almost every day. UK clients as well, yeah. We are speaking with a funny accent every day with uh, people like you, <laughs> and trying to present, the, to present, uh, to introduce the funny-looking Ukrainian, but very creative Ukrainian agency who is doing great stuff in Ukraine, and now we want to do it 
with you. Welcome us. Welcome us. <laughs> Let us in. With pleasure. Also, we are planning to develop this uh, bravery uh, story uh, on the next level and uh, to continue expand it to the world and in Ukraine in uh, in a very different forms and ways. And to continue work with Ukraine uh, on the social and uh, like war topics to support and to help in every possible way to end this war. Fantastic. Well, I'm, you know, I'm so privileged to have you both on this podcast and I'm sure all of our listeners would join me in thanking you and wishing you, your colleagues, your family, your friends, you know, a very safe and and quick win. And hopefully, you know, you'll come out stronger in the other side. But it's an absolute honor to have you on this podcast. And I wish you all the very best. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining the campaign podcast. From this discussion, you've heard how Banda believes that creativity has the power to move the economy and society forward. But with the loss of the Ukrainian clients, it's becoming harder for them to save their team of 80 creative professionals in Kyiv. So please email newbusiness at heybanda.com if you have any projects for Banda to dig into. They're not looking for donations or charity, they're looking for work. And if you want to support the effort in Ukraine, please visit standwithukraine.super.site where you'll find a How to Support Ukraine page with a full guide of ways to actively help. Thank you for joining the campaign podcast. Until next time.